Welcome to Slingstones, a podcast with insights for the Christian journey, proudly brought to you by Healing Care Ministries. Now here's your host, Terry Wardle. Before we go too far today, I want to tell you about a program that Ashland Theological Seminary is offering. I used to be part of this, and it was amazing. They have this program called Life 631, where they invite a small group of students to come on campus to live there and move together through their master's degree together. And they offer some great scholarships. If you get accepted into that program, you receive free housing. And also for next year, you would receive a $3,000 scholarship to help defray costs. It's a great deal and a great program that is experienced in the context of community with some very wonderful people leading. So, if you are interested in theological education or you know someone who may be, Please go to the Ashland Theological Seminary website. You'll get some information. There's the name of a man named Aaron who will help you navigate, give you more information, and enable you to apply. It's a good program. It could save you a lot of money. So if you're interested, I encourage you to go there. So some of you have probably heard about the Palace of Tehran. You know, when the Shah was still in charge of the country of Iran. He lived in great opulence, and part of that opulence was the way in which he had his palace decorated and prepared. And at one particular point, an architect was working there, and he had ordered French mirror glass. And the idea was to take the entryway and put this beautiful, expensive French mirror glass up as a sign, again, of wealth and power and opulence. But as the story goes, when this mirror glass arrived, it was all cracked. And to everyone else looking, it was now worthless, unrepairable. But what this architect did was very interesting He went beyond seeing this mirror glass cracked. He had it crushed. And then he had it woven into the plaster and plastered that that great entryway, that hallway. And now people have said that when they saw it, it was the most beautiful diamond-sparkled wall that they had ever seen. It went from broken to crushed to absolutely beautiful. There's a lesson there. It's what I want to talk to you about today. You know, we live in a culture of cover-up. In some ways, a culture of trying to maintain everlasting youth. It's the beautiful, the unscarred, those that are powerful and who have not failed that seem to become the model of what we are to be in our society. But the truth is, it's our journey that has left the scars. And there is a degree to which it is the scars that have made us interesting. It's the scar. It's the experience of difficulty. It's the failure. 
that somehow God uses to forge wisdom in our lives, and that kind of wisdom is only available through experience of difficulty. It doesn't come through the classroom, through concepts or books. It happens because we have stumbled along the way. We have entered a dark valley. We've gone through a season of difficulty. And on the other side, if we allow that to be touched by the hands of the master, what was broken is even part of what brings forth the inner beauty of who we are. Now, look, I, I know there's a lot of us, and I'm one of these, that there's a lot of this. I wish I hadn't. I wish it hadn't. I wish I weren't. I wish I were. It's true. I look back over my past and there are just things that I wish were never part of my story. But the truth is that it's in those places that the Master has actually touched us. That's the truth. For all of us that are Christians, it's right there in the place of our brokenness where we have been cracked and sometimes where we have been crushed, that he has turned us most into a work of art that gives evidence of his great endowment of light placed inside of each and every one of us. And it all happens because we've turned to him in our brokenness and he's made it something beautiful. Now, look, let's be clear on this point. If, if we try to handle this on our own, or if we listen to either the evil one or the world, our brokenness becomes a place of great shame. We want to hide it. We want to put some kind of a cosmetic over it. And we run away from any accusation related to it. But in the master's hands... There's something amazing that happens in that place. You see, I am convinced that on the very day that you came to Christ, God placed inside of you incredible worth, incredible value. You have all that you need in there, and it's got to come out. And with God, it's in those broken places that it begins to show itself in all of its wonder and all of its beauty so that the scars, instead of being something that we need to cover up, they actually become something that brings more glory to God because of his ability to really touch us in that place. I know that's my story, and I'll bet it's part of your story. I bet you met God, you met the Lord in a place of difficulty, in a place of brokenness, in a, in a place when life didn't seem to make sense. And then out of that came a new wisdom. And with that wisdom came a new beauty. So I wonder if you've ever heard of Kintsugi art. For 400 years, it's been a form of art in the Japanese culture. And it basically involves this. Taking a piece of possibly porcelain or fired artwork, like a bowl or a chalice that has been broken, and then mending it 
with gold. As a matter of fact, that, that's what kintsugi means, to be mended with gold. If you type in kintsugi online, you'll get all kinds of pictures, and they're, they're rather stunning. As a matter of fact, my wife and I own two pieces of kintsugi art because it is an amazing representation of what can happen in our brokenness when touched by the hands of a master. Do you know that the idea of kintsugi art was not just to make something that was artistic look better. It was to be a symbol, a symbol of the fact that it's often through difficulty, through trial, through struggle, and even through failure, that beauty begins to emerge in our lives. And in a culture that wants us to hide that, we never have the opportunity for the Lord to touch that, to really bring out something that is simply amazing. It's Him. It's what He planted inside, but He often mends our lives with gold. And that which we regretted, He somehow redeems. And what was difficult actually purged away something that was not good in order to make room for something that was good. I remember watching a movie years ago, and I'm going to make reference to two films here today. I don't know the name of this, but I remember this one scene that there was a, a young boy whose father was very, very mean, and he would beat him, and he would reject him, and he would call him names, and he would demean him. He had a friend that went away who was the main character, and he comes back years later, and he sees this young boy that was his friend now as a man, and he says to him, I heard your dad had cancer and that he died. I'm sorry. And this friend said this, yeah, I understand, but the first thing the cancer ate away was all the hard places in my dad. And all that was left was that which was soft and what was good. Somehow in the midst of the difficulty, in this man's life, a transformation occurred. Some of his true self came to the surface. And where there had been brokenness, there was now beauty. And he must have experienced some level of a gold mending. So... I think a lot of you know my story that, you know, a number of years ago, I went through a very, very difficult time. As a matter of fact, I actually became agoraphobic and I needed to be helped. I would have rather just spent all my time in my room. I was afraid to even walk out on our property. My anxiety would really go off the charts. And it was a form of agoraphobia. Now, a film came out at that time called Finding Forrester. And my older children watched it, and they were pretty clear, Dad doesn't need to see this, but I did watch it, and it helped me. You see, Finding Forrester is about this writer, because of unaddressed wounds in his life, ends up living alone in a walk-up apartment, afraid to go outside. And as the story begins to unfold, I realized that he was interesting. He had something to contribute. 
And here I was, embarrassed by what I was going through, ashamed of what I was going through, and yet here was someone that was portraying, going through the very same thing, and I, I had compassion for him. I had empathy for his story. I didn't reject him because of this weakness. There was something even beautiful that began to come out, and the story is a story of redemption, and I remember that it it helped me realize that whatever I was going through, I had to stop rejecting the narrative of my life and give room for Jesus to enter that narrative in order to bring something out of it. And yes, I want to go back to this fact. I said it earlier. There's a lot I wish I hadn't. I wish it hadn't. I wish I weren't. I wish I were. There's a lot of that that's been true of my life. But in that moment of brokenness and vulnerability where you can turn to no one else and you turn to Jesus and you surrender to him and you say, meet me here, and God use this, all of a sudden something begins to emerge from that that brings a new level of wisdom and compassion and empathy. In essence, we become an example of kintsugi art where God mends us with his gold. I've mentioned before Amy Carmichael and her poem, No Scar, and she basically says in this poem, I hope you'll look it up online, that you couldn't have walked very far in life that you don't have a scar. And she goes on to talk about Jesus, that our master carries wounds, and so will be those that follow him. And to cover up those wounds, well, it's to mask an opportunity for God to mend us with gold. You know, I heard someone say, and I, I don't know about the theological basis of this, but he said, you know, the only thing that's not perfect in heaven are the scars of Christ. Well, I get what he's saying, but there is something perfect about that, that through his scars, the power of God has moved through to touch the broken of this world. And I'm one of those, and I would guess that you're one of those, and if we allow God to mend us with gold, there comes a wisdom through that experience, a wonder, and a beauty. Look, I want to say all this today so that you would be encouraged. I know what it's like to have the evil one accuse and the world to reject and to look at yourself and wish... The scars weren't there, especially in this culture of cover-up. But there's a story in your life. And when Jesus touches that story, the very scars, the very broken places, they are mended with a gold that gives glory to God, attracts people to the gospel, and reveals the inner beauty of you. Father in heaven, your grace is breathtaking, and I pray in Jesus' name that we could say to you, use even this, mend our wounds with your gold, that our lives, even in their brokenness, might tell the tale of your grace, your transforming grace, that out of our imperfection, a work of art 
emerges. Bless those that are listening in Jesus' name. Amen.